Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hi, and welcome to another special edition of The Emma Gunn Show, this time brought to you in collaboration with Elizabeth Arden. This episode, I'm very glad to say, features a returning guest, the brilliant Dr. Dendi Engelman. Long-time listeners will remember that her last visit to the podcast was to take us to retinal school. And in this episode, she's telling us everything we need to know about vitamin C. That's right, why it's a gold standard topical skincare ingredient, how to use it, when to use it, how to incorporate it into your skincare regime... And she also shares what she thinks is the perfect skincare regime for everybody listening. Unmissable, that's what I say. Now, I've been using vitamin C probably only for about a year now. And I feel bad saying that because I really, I know I should have been using it for longer. I mean, listen, I'm going to let Dendi do the technical stuff because that's her day job. But the top line about vitamin C is that it's a powerful antioxidant that can neutralize free radicals. And because of these antioxidant properties, vitamin C aids your skin's natural regeneration process, which helps your body to repair any damaged cells. It's basically a good one. It's one of the it's one of the ones dermatologists, in conjunction with retinol and SPF, it's the one that comes up time and time again as the topical ingredient you should be using. So Elizabeth Arden has launched the vitamin C ceramide capsules radiance renewal serum. And because Dendi is their consulting dermatologist and was back in London recently for the launch, I asked her if she would tell me everything that we needed to know about vitamin C, just so that we were on the right page. We were starting from the right place when it comes to how to use it, how to layer it and all of that kind of stuff. And I always adore, 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 I always adore my conversations with Dendi because she just makes everything so simple and really easy to understand. And I always come away from these chats with her feeling as though I know how to look after my skin better than before, which can't be a bad thing, right? And I really hope that's what you get out of these conversations too. We had an excellent chat. I think so. I, To be honest, I always love, I fangirl Dendi a lot. She's very cool. And she really did lay it all out very simply. And as long-time listeners will know, she works out of her practice in New York. So it's it's not often that she comes over to the UK. So I hope you feel, as I did, better informed now about vitamin C than you did before and I'm really glad that when she does come over to the UK we're able to fit these conversations in because they are so valuable. We also talk about those Elizabeth Arden vitamin C uh, capsules but I'll let her do the talking on that one and explain why it's such an exciting and interesting innovation in terms of using vitamin C topically. After our chat I'm going to be back to talk about the five vitamin C products that are currently on my radar, the ones that I've used and the ones that I enjoy using and the ones that I think are worth knowing about, including those new capsules from Elizabeth Arden, which I have been using religiously since my chat with Dendi a few weeks ago. I was very lucky to get some samples pre-launch, so I had a bit of a preview and I have been using them consistently every single day. So stick around to hear a little bit more about what I think about those. I'm really delighted to have Dr. Dendi Engelman and her expertise back on the show. So here she is waking, waking, here she is making a welcome return to the podcast. It's Dr. Dendi Engelman. 
Well, this is so incredible because friend of the show, Dr. Dendi Engelman, uh, Elizabeth Arden's consulting dermatologist, is back. Welcome, Dendi. Thank you. So happy to be here. You you can come back anytime. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on the show. You've been on previously. We talked all things retinol. Mm-hmm. And you are a glorious, safe, gentle, kind mine of information about all things skincare. Thank you. <laughs> and skin. So just, um, I know a lot of listeners will be uh, tuning in and thinking, yeah, Dendi's back. But just for those who may be new to the show or new to you, would you just explain what you do, what your day job is, and why you're such an authority on skincare? Sure. So I'm a dermatologist <laughs> in New York City. I also am a skin cancer surgeon. So I did extra training in a specific type of skin cancer removal technique called Mohs surgery, M-O-H-S. Um, and in my fellowship, I also did procedural dermatology. So a lot of lasers mm-hmm. and different devices in order to treat various skin conditions. Um, and over my career, I've thankfully been had the opportunity to consult with different brands mm-hmm. and help with research and development and really um, identifying either um, skin care ingredients that are necessary to bring to market or certain skincare trends mm-hmm. that um, we've identified and helped to develop different products for. And so Elizabeth Arden has been one of my favorite brands I've worked with, and I've been working with them for the last four years. And it's important to say you work with skin on the daily. Yes. All the time. And mm-hmm. you also, you come at skin from a very scientific background from, you see the impact the topical ingredients have. So you are very clear about what benefits can be reaped from a really good skincare regime, right? Yes. And I think historically, we as dermatologists, um, you know, we're masters and experts in skin disease. Mm-hmm. Um, not all dermatologists were trained in skin care mm-hmm. um, if, in our traditional um, teachings. That's something that you got very little exposure to mm-hmm. um, as residents and during our training. And so it's been something that has been an interest of mine. And our patients see us as experts in skin care. Mm-hmm. And so we need to become that <laughs> if we don't have, you know, the traditional training. Mm. Um, And years ago, honestly, there weren't great actives. I mean, there was prescription retinoids Mm. that were for acne um, that could be quite harsh. And the sunscreens weren't that great. We hadn't developed Mm. topical antioxidants. So the evolution of skincare has been something that's been amazing to Mm. watch. Mm. And so um, such a joy to be part of. We're living in a a good time for skincare. Really, really Mm. so much so, so much innovation. And we will come on to that. But last time you visited, we had a full back to school on retinol Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. I learned so much. And actually one of the other ingredients like retinol that I think a lot of people are curious about because they know it's another one that gets held up by dermatologists as a gold standard because it works, Mm -hmm. is vitamin C. Yes. So we are going to go back to vitamin C 101. Okay. So just very basic level, how does it work as a topical skincare ingredient? And what are the main functions of vitamin C? So vitamin C is a topical antioxidant. And what that means, we always throw around antioxidants and how good they are for the skin and free radicals are bad, Mm -hmm. right? And so people understand that concept. But if you want to think about what's happening on a cellular level, I often like to just make the analogy to the cell membrane Mm -hmm. being a zipper. Mm -hmm. And when we have ultraviolet radiation or sun exposure or pollution exposure or various toxins from smoke in the environment, it releases free radicals, which are just an unpaired electron that then goes and basically 
unzips the cell, causing premature cell death. Mm-hmm. Antioxidants insert themselves into the zipper, into the cell membrane, and prevent the unzipping. And so that's a very easy mm-hmm. kind of dumbed down analogy, but just to think about what the antioxidants are doing. It's cytoprotective, meaning it's protecting the cell Mm -hmm. and helping it to resist damage that could be caused by the environment. And vitamin C is one of the most potent and powerful um, antioxidants that we have. And we get benefit from ingesting it orally Mm -hmm. and we get benefit in the skin um, by applying it topically. And Mm -hmm. so it does help to protect the, the cells from um, environmental damage. Because I think when uh, a lot of people, myself included, hear the word protection mm-hmm. when it comes to skin, I'll immediately think of SPF. Yes. But um, vitamin C is, um, how did you describe it? Listeners, we've just, uh, Dendi's just done a talk and you said it's a safety net, yes. which I loved. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's there to catch what damage is filtered through because even the best sunscreens, if you have the best mineral blockers that are very high SPF, mm. they still allow about 1.4% of ultraviolet light to penetrate through the skin. And so there is where the antioxidants are going to be mm. to help kind of catch all of that extra damage that could be occurring, even though we're doing our best to protect it with SPF. Mm -hmm. And so it is a nice safety net to have underlying the SPF in order to help protect from free radical damage. And so if I wanted to add vitamin C to my skincare regime, I I couldn't just go, yeah, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. Why would I, what would be happening to my skin that would make me a good candidate to use uh, vitamin C? Is it something I should be using anyway? Yes, I tell everyone, you know, it's not always formulaic and things that mm. ev- not all skincare is created the same and, and people's skin conditions may uh, necessitate certain ingredients over others, but most everyone can benefit from a topical vitamin C. In the proper concentrations, um, it isn't particularly um inflammation inducing it's very mm-hmm. well tolerated if you have very sensitive skin you may want to make sure that it you're, it plays well with you but mm-hmm. i even patients who are like very have are prone to sensitivities or have rosacea they still can use a topical vitamin c and i love it for two reasons one because it's protective against sun damage mm-hmm. and accelerated photo aging because 80% of aging is from the environment. We all think Mm. that it's intrinsic and it's genetic, but really the vast majority of aging is from the environment you put your skin in. Mm. Um, But it also helps to prevent hyperpigmentation. And so people who have sunspots or photo damage or age spots, you know, they'll come in or melasma that's Mm. hormonally mediated. They are really bothered by that and they want ways to go about correcting it. And topical vitamin C is a great way to do that. Um, it works on a specific enzyme called tyrosinase, which is part of a melanin synthesis pigment kind of um, mm. creation. And if you inhibit the enzyme that creates it, then it's going to decrease the melanin production. So you could be using it from the first time that you start like investing in skincare mm-hmm. or using skincare. But then perhaps as you get older, it might be something... Can you spot treat? You can. And in some... Um, 
concentrations, you know, it can be exfoliative, almost mm-hmm. like a, a peel if you use vitamin C in higher concentrations. So some people do use it just specifically on spots, but the good news is um, it it's not going to lighten existing skin. Some mm-hmm. people ask that, you know, like hydroquinone could, could lighten surrounding skin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really discriminate between mm-hmm. uh, your normal pigment and hyperpigmentation, so you have to be careful that way. But in vitamin C's case, um, it really just helps with the discoloration and uneven skin tone or specific spots. So you can either spot treat, but most people like to kind of have a mm. diffuse application. <laughs> now, one thing about vitamin C is because it is an effective ingredient, it is an antioxidant, but it is an exfoliant at different concentrations. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it in the morning, mm-hmm. but you can also use it in the evening. Mm-hmm. But but is it a diff- could you use the same concentration in the morning that you use in the evening? Mm-hmm. And wh- what are the different... What are the different applications and what is the difference between applying it in the morning? What is it doing then and what is it doing in the evening? Yes. So the morning application is more for protection Mm -hmm. from from environmental aggressors, sun, smoke, pollution. Um, And at night, if you, I would say really the best the best patient type to, or skin type to put that in is someone who's prone to hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. So you're using it almost as a treatment there mm-hmm. for the um, discoloration or uneven skin tone. But if you have um, even skin tone, then you probably just need it in the morning. What does hyperpigmentation look like? Um, some people, especially melasma, if it's hormonally mediated, they'll either get hyperpigmented, what we call patches, meaning flat areas that aren't raised, uh, on the forehead, the cheeks, or above the upper lip. And mm-hmm. patients come to me all the time and they're like, when I take pictures, it looks like I have a mustache. <laughs> um, and we can get that also in pregnancy. It's called colasma mm-hmm. or the mask of pregnancy. It almost looks like you've got a hyperpigmented mask on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all from hormonal fluctuations. Certainly women who are using oral contraceptives can be more prone to hyperpigmentation in that space. Or if you've had a, a fair amount of sun exposure, mm-hmm. you might just get brown spots. Um, we call those solar sun lentigenes, which are just dark spots. Mm-hmm. And and um, that will age us. It makes you look older than you, maybe even your physiologic age. And so we often, when patients come to me and they want to look younger, mm. that's where I start to even out the skin tone because that's a very easy way to look mm. better and uh, more youthful without having to undergo procedures or injectables and different things that way. That was really interesting what you were saying earlier before we started recording about um, if you um, use Photoshop to add age spots to somebody's mm-hmm. skin, the perception will be that they are older than they actually are. Mm-hmm. But actually, when you think about anti-aging, whether you like or don't like that term, mm-hmm. it's a good umbrella term, Yes, um, you think about wrinkles mm-hmm. or you think about skin smoothness more. I definitely think that they take priority. Mm-hmm. But for you, your starting point would be about evening out the skin tone and then working on texture mm-hmm. and structure. I do. Uh, especially if people are new to the aesthetic mm. space and they don't know what they don't like when they look in the mirror, but they just want to look more Mm. youthful. And so that's an easy way to just get comfortable in the space of like evening out skincare, skin tone, helping um, to improve their skin's appearance Mm. and make it look healthier and more youthful. And then we can address other areas of Mm. wrinkling and textural change. But I think before we jump to needles, I always want to make sure that they have good skincare implemented. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. 
If I start using, or if somebody listening to the show starts mm. using vitamin C for the first time, how long will it take them to see results and how will they know it's working for them? Yes. And that's another thing that I love. I mean, in a world, especially being Americans, you know, everybody wants something yesterday <laughs> yeah. and they are not willing to wait at all for any results. Mm. The beautiful thing about vitamin C is basically when you put it on, your skin already looks brighter and better. And so in the perception studies that have been done with um, some of the newer vitamin C's that are available now, um, patients will will report, the vast majority of them will report that their skin looks brighter and more even um, and more luminous within day one of application. So that's very compelling because that really incentivizes people to mm. keep it up. But then in the long-term studies, you really see true change in the skin after eight weeks of use. Okay. So in terms of an ingredient like retinol, where do you put in terms of importance? Yes. Um, I think honestly, when I tell patients, you know, these are the three ingredients that are non-negotiable that we're going to start to incorporate into mm -hmm. your skincare. Um, it's, vit it's vitamin C, mm -hmm. sunscreen, and then vitamin A at night. So sunscreen and vitamin C in the morning, and then a retinol at night to accelerate cell turnover. They do work very differently mm -hmm. um, as far as what we're trying to address, mm -hmm. but they work best used in tandem. Um, so it's hard to say what what would be the most impactful if we just had to take one ingredient to a desert island? It's more um, uh, the fact that if retinol is seen as a gold standard, mm -hmm. hold vitamin C in the same kind of regard. Yes, agreed. I mean, if you if you can do nothing more than those three, because mm. in the world of skin, you know, especially when we follow K-beauty trends and they've mm -hmm. got like 16 steps to their, you know, <laughs> the triple cleanse and the essence. And I mean, it gets a bit exhausting, even for me, who is a beauty, you know, beauty junkie. But if we really want to dial it down to like the non-negotiables, mm. those are the three where we start. And I think that that's a nice thing. So it's not so overwhelming because yeah. if we start with like, here's your cleanser, here's your toner, here's your essence, here's, you know, people are like, whoa, I don't know when and where and what order to put all of this stuff on. And so if we wanted to say, here are the real workhorses mm. and then whatever you like beyond that, by all means, we can incorporate. Mm. But um, sometimes it's it's also good to get back to basics and why we're using what we're using. Mm. Well, listeners will know I stripped back my skincare massively just before I turned 40 mm -hmm. and haven't looked back. So I am very simplified. But can you overstress your skin? Can you can actually all of those steps be detrimental? Can it just be a bit too much? Yeah, I think that um, we certainly know that there are some ingredients that don't play well together. And mm -hmm. so they can either be counteracting one another. And that's just a waste of time and money yeah. if you're putting two things on that counteract their effects. Mm. Um, and two, if we had topical vitamin C, topical vitamin A, a glycolic that, you know, it may be mm. over exfoliative mm. and then we're compromising the skin barrier. We're disrupting the microbiome and we're not keeping our skin at the healthiest state. Mm. And that can accelerate aging. If we have underlying inflammation where you keep beating it up, mm. because I have so many patients who love to peel and they're like always buying these things on Amazon. <laughs> and I'm like, just stop, you know, we need to just support the skin to mm. behave as healthily as it can, but don't disrupt it. Don't be chronically mm. inducing inflammation. Yeah. And inflammation being, how would that look or feel? Um, oftentimes it will look red. Mm. Um, you know, we, we talked about 
um, the you want to glow, but mm. you don't want like a rosy red glow <laughs> of like inflammation. And there is a difference uh, between a dewy, luminous look and then something where you've literally just like beaten your skin to pieces. And I see that patients will come in and they're stripped down. And <laughs> your glow should sound like ah, I, not. Yeah, exactly. Um, So certainly it looks red. um, And often patients will feel like it's a little bit more sensitive. If you have a a product that you use and all of a sudden it stings in the morning, Mm -hmm. then that means that you probably need to back off of Mm -hmm. one of your steps. And often, you know, retinizing the skin is a process. And if we are using a retinol, especially one that's strong or a prescription retinoid, we need to be mindful of things that don't normally sensitize us that mm-hmm. make us feel red or stingy, then you you probably need to just back off of some of these steps for a couple of days and allow the skin yeah. to reset. You reminded me of the uh, reason why I originally fell in love with you, which was bringing retinize to my vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> back on the other show. Um, now let's talk layering because we've sort of danced around it a little mm-hmm. bit. And in my Facebook group, um, I often a lot of people ask questions about how to layer skincare. And because we have individual ingredients now, mm-hmm. more uh, or more understanding as opposed to just pots of cream mm-hmm. and, and a serum mm-hmm. that is multifunctional. Um, it's understanding when and how to layer products together. And you've touched on the fact that perhaps uh, some efficacy can be compromised by uh, layering certain ingredients together. So particularly with vitamin C, mm-hmm. how best to layer in the morning and then in the evening? Yes. So in the morning, I always say apply that first on clean skin and that will allow for good penetration. Vitamin C is a bit of a tricky molecule. It's quite unstable Mm -hmm. and um, you want to make sure that you're using one that's well penetrated and is actually going to get to the levels of the skin where it can Mm. be most effective. Um, And so... That will go on first on clean skin, and then you would apply a moisturizer or a hyaluronic acid or some kind of hydrator, and then your sunscreen. Is there a kind of cleanser that you shouldn't use? So, for example, should you not use a balm cleanser that might leave an oil residue on the skin? Would that impact on whether the vitamin C could then penetrate? So if you're using a water-soluble vitamin C, then Mm. it certainly could impact the absorption Mm. because water and oil don't like to mix. And Mm. if you already have an oily residue on the skin, and we know that the the skin is rich in free fatty acids. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So ideally, you want the formula to be oil soluble Mm -hmm. so that the vitamin C can penetrate deeper and be more effective. And if you're going to be going through the steps, you might as well use the formula that works the Mm -hmm. best and is best penetrated. 
Yeah. So, uh, what what would be your preferred so type of cleanser pre vitamin C? I don't. I like balm cleansers. I think that those are great. I think they feel nice. They don't strip you of mm-hmm. your essential oils um, that are in the skin. Um, and free fatty acids and all of the good things that, mm. that maintain the skin's barrier. Um, I tend to use the balm ones at night because mm. it helps to take off my makeup. Mm. In the morning, sometimes I just tone. Mm. Honestly, I don't often go through the whole cleansing process again, but I just want to get my, my night products off. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that you can use a gentle cleanser. Mm. I wouldn't use, um, especially if you're new to vitamin C and you're already using a, a retinol at night, um, I would be mindful of not using like a glycolic or mm. a lactic acid cleanser at first, just to mm. make sure that you're not introducing too many things at once that may be potentially irritating. Right. Okay. And, um, what would, would you put SPF straight on top of vitamin C? Mm-hmm. You can. And what, what factor do you think is great for daily use? If people can find it in a formula that they feel works underneath makeup? For sunscreen, mm-hmm. I I mean, my role is always the higher the better. I mean, all the dermatologists, I think that it, the American Academy of Dermatology mandates that their recommendation is no less than SPF 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to like um, City Smart a lot. I wear SPF 50 daily because mm-hmm. I live in New York City where there's pollution and that has the pollution shield and mm-hmm. also has antioxidants in it. So there's kind of the triple threat there mm-hmm. of like coverage. But... Um, I would say at bare minimum, if you can get an SPF of 30, Mm -hmm. that's really good. And I do like it to be like a separate step in Mm -hmm. your routine because so many people are like, oh, it's in my makeup, it's in my foundation, it's in my powder. Mm -hmm. And the studies really show that you have to wear anywhere between 7 and 12 times the normal amount in order to really convey the SPF that's on the bottle. So nobody's going to do that. So it's fine if it's an incremental bonus coverage, Mm -hmm. great. But you're really getting about an SPF of 2 if you you have a 15 in your powder. Mm. It's not really that impactful. So I don't want people to be lulled into a false sense of security that they're really well covered when they aren't. Right. So I, if you just are mindful of a separate step for sun protection daily, just like we brush our teeth, you know, mm. there are parts of our routine that we don't skip. Yeah. And I don't want that to be one of them. It's one of the most critical for for really having beautiful skin as we progress through yeah. life. And nobody wants to talk about it. It's not very sexy. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 SPF. But it really, if you can prevent it, then it's so much better than ever having to go back and correct it. Yes, you're so right. That makes such sense. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I think that's a really good point about making sure it is a separate step. Yeah. Um, when I've done uh, Instagram Lives or I've done my makeup and I've obviously I've done my skincare and then I'm like, right, I'm going to put this foundation on. And the amount of people who come in and say, where's your sunscreen? Where's your sunscreen? Oh, that's I was good. really guilty because I think I'm not good sure. Good job, listeners. <laughs> I'm not sure I actually put any sunscreen on. So then I have to quickly go and like mm-hmm. put some on. Um, and vitamin C, it's, it's important to mention then you talked about pollution as well. Mm-hmm. And that really is a big aggressor. That's something that we really need to be mindful of, right? Yes. And it's, it's so scary because the, um, when they do like urban dust studies and look at these toxic Avengers and how tiny these particles are, they're like 20 times smaller 
than our pores. And I will give you another analogy. It's literally like throwing a nickel through a basketball hoop. That's how easily, that's how tiny the pores are. I mean, tiny the size of the particles are versus the pore. And so you can't see it. And it really easily settles Mm. into deeper layers of our skin because of the small particulate Mm. size. And then it can cause inflammation and free radical damage on a cellular level that we're not even aware of. Mm. Um, And so if you have that shield and the antioxidants there, again, as a safety net, it's really helping to protect. Because even in highly, not necessarily sunny, but highly trafficked areas, patients who live closer to those areas have 20% more hyperpigmentation. Mm. So there's true damage that's occurring just by your environment that we're not even thinking about and Mm. you can't see it and it's not like getting a sunburn where you can tell that damage has occurred Mm. you know it's really kind of microscopic that's what freaks me out Mm -hmm. about some of the things that we're some of the topical ingredients that we have to use is we are using it in order to tackle something that is happening on an invisible level Mm -hmm. that's what really yes yeah and it is kind of it's investing in the future Mm -hmm. and you're just going well I hope this works because you're not actually working on something right it's not a problem you're actually trying to fix you're just preventing it and in your practice I'm really curious is the majority of people who come through the door are they coming to correct and actually should we be thinking about the things that we can do so that we don't have to get yeah, to the correction. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Most, especially in America, I mean, they wait, you know, till it's broken to fix it in right. health of every time. <laughs> um, and so any physician in any specialty, I mean, think about all the things that we try to get people to do, eat healthily, mm. is not for today, is for 30 years from yeah. now and exercising and meditating and, and being mindful of, of, total body health and this is another way of protecting you for years to come if i've used vitamin c for a while Mm -hmm. and i've seen good results my skin tone is more even Mm -hmm. and i feel like it looks brighter and fresher if i stop using it will Mm -hmm. it go back to what it was before um you probably will still look better than had you never used Mm -hmm. it because you will have prevented so much more damage than Mm -hmm. you would have otherwise but certainly over time you know, you will still start to accrue more damage. And based on everything that you said, you're looking at me and listeners, the look in Dendi's eyes, don't stop music. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's right. See how kind and gentle she is? I want to come, I want you to look after my skin for the rest of my life. Um, right now, let's talk about, because um, I've just uh, listened to you talk about a new particular type of vitamin C and as I said at the top of the show you are the consulting dermatologist for Elizabeth Arden and you consult with them on uh, skincare trends the things that they need to be paying attention to Mm -hmm. and vitamin C is not new in skincare Mm -hmm. but one of the things that you've obviously worked with them on is bringing vitamin C to market in a way that is innovative and adds value so what is the what is the difference between this vitamin C and other vitamin C's? So Elizabeth Arden's vitamin C is really um, so different than what is available because of multiple reasons. One, it's encapsulated. So it's in um, the tiny little gold capsules that Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Arden has formulated years ago when they came out with the ceramides. Um, 
and this helps to it's oil soluble like we talked about mm. earlier um, and so it's penetrated much deeper into the skin it's 178 times more penetrated oh, than that. traditional so vitamin C that's water soluble can I ask a question then mm. uh, sort of what I think might be a dumb question but if it's oil soluble mm -hmm. and you put it on the skin it then and it absorbs and it's 178 times more absorbable mm -hmm. if that's a word mm -hmm. than if it was in a water soluble formula mm -hmm. if you got a water soluble vitamin c mm -hmm. that wasn't absorbed and because we know that it's volatile mm -hmm. or not volatile but um sensitive to mm -hmm. like would that not just go inert on the skin quite quickly yes that's exactly right right so that's why we want it to be penetrated deep more deeply and we talked about earlier that it's a kind of finicky molecule mm. that as soon as you expose it to air it's going to start oxidizing mm. and so we want it to get driven into the skin very readily and quickly so that it can behave and start to to protect mm. and so um the new capsules are formulated with ceramides which we all start to lose as soon as we hit 30. So Remind us again, for, for the benefit of the listeners, what are the ceramides? Yes. What's their function in the skin? So if we think about um, the skin as a brick wall, mm -hmm. and the skin cells are the bricks, the ceramides are the mortar. So they help to tighten the junctions between the cells so that your skin, one, reflects light better, so it looks more luminous. It also maintains the barrier so mm -hmm. that things don't get into the lower layers of the skin and sensitize us and irritate mm. us when they wouldn't otherwise. And honestly, it helps your skin behave uh, much more healthily because it's keeping the bad stuff out mm. and it's keeping the water in. Mm -hmm. um, and so with this new formulation, the vitamin C is formulated with ceramides and also avocado oil and um, clary sage, which mm. is a newer ingredient that's um, helpful. It's anti-inflammatory. It also helps it. It's mildly astringent. So it helps to like exfoliate the skin, mm -hmm. but in a gentle way. And, um, you'll see so many benefits from the deeper absorption of the vitamin C. And some of the studies that I was quoting mm -hmm. earlier about that immediate brightness, mm -hmm. um, are really great. And if we think about like, um, encapsulation, if like the, if an apple with before you bite into it, mm -hmm. think of that being encapsulated. Mm -hmm. And then if you take a bite and leave it on the counter, it's going to turn brown. That's oxidation. Mm -hmm. So when we have antioxidants, they're protecting. That's what vitamin C is doing, is keeping that browning, that oxidation process from occurring. And I know Elizabeth Arden is famous for the capsules. I've mm -hmm. used them for years. You came on previously and talked about the capsules that have the retinol mm -hmm. in. So that's one type of capsule yes. and encapsulation. But mm -hmm. there is another type of encapsulation. Yes. I just want to, for clarity and just yes. sort of yes. my own education, yes. <laughs> understand the difference and what encapsulation means in formula, not in a physical right. capsule. Right, yeah. So yeah, I know. It's kind of <laughs> tough, isn't it? One is in capsules, mm. I-N, mm -hmm. capsule, and this one, E-N, capsulation, is when in formula you are basically taking the ingredient and having it not be active until it hits the skin so it's better absorbed mm -hmm. and it prevents that oxidative process that can occur. Because if we think about the way that antioxidants traditionally have been delivered, mm -hmm. if they're in a jar or a dropper, mm -hmm. when you open that up, it starts to become unstable. And mm -hmm. each time you expose it to air or light, you're losing some of the potency. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Elizabeth Arden brand of being like in the capsules and encapsulated mm -hmm. as well allows for better um, absorption into the skin and preserves the potency. Mm. And it also just keeps things really simple as well because yeah. you've got the monodose. Yes. So if you wanted to, you could use the ceramide in the morning, the vitamin C in the morning, mm -hmm. use those in conjunction yep. and then use the retinol in the evening. Mm -hmm. And it's very labor 
the opposite of labor intensive. Yes. It's just like, it's it makes so traveling so nice too. You just pop those <laughs> in. Nobody's going to steal all your jars, you know, at TSA, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's really nice. Um, I had that recently where I had a hand cream taken off me. It was that on my retinol. So I gave, was like, have the hand cream. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, so you have, um, it, that's the thing it just makes it very simple the mono dose as well so you're not worrying about am I using the right amount right it, it's the right amount for you yes and um, they are very I mean I love what I love about um the amount that is given is it's quite enough course, it's yeah. face neck chest and backs of hands mm-hmm. and so I feel like sometimes when we don't know or we have a very special serum you know we're like dropping it out mm-hmm. and worried about being wasteful or overusing one that takes the guesswork out of it mm-hmm. but two there's ample amount to allow for other body parts to be covered and quite honestly I treat the face is from the forehead to the mid sternum like the neck and chest are not to be neglected nipples up right yes yeah. so that way I mean you, if you protect all here and everything looks great from the chin up and then your neck and chest we show it all the time in clothes yeah. like you, you're not fooling anyone so it's good to keep to have plenty of extra to kind of remind mm. you that it should be going not only on your face that was going to be my question how far down should you go should you treat should you use your skin care further down than just as you say mm-hmm. your jaw line mm-hmm. and the answer is yes a resounding yes yes thank you so much i really do feel like i've learned everything <laughs> i need to know about vitamin <laughs> well C. i think you already knew it because you're very smart but i'm happy to be here <laughs> no and i will um be much more mindful of my spf thank you because i will think of you thank every you. morning when i think about potentially skipping it and just going straight to makeup. Um, Dendi, it's always a delight to have you back. Come back anytime. Thank you. I will. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation between Dendi and I. I always love chatting to her. She's the best. And then when the tape recorder stopped recording, we had a brilliant chat about reality TV, which I found very enlightening too. Anyway, let's talk about the five vitamin C products topical skincare products that I think should be on your radar because they are definitely on mine. So let's start off with these Elizabeth Arden vitamin C ceramide capsules because I do believe that they are very exciting. So I already have a lot of time for the retinol capsules and the ceramide capsules from Elizabeth Arden. So for me, having a potent antioxidant in the same delivery system is really appealing. And as Dendi said, it really does make up one of the fundamental pillars of any skincare regime. So to basically have your ceramides, your retinol and your vitamin C is is great as far as I'm concerned. It takes a lot of the thinking out of having to really cocktail anything. It's just those are the three that really work and they make skin feel great. So these capsules, like the others, come in a monodose with a twist-off tag that gives you enough serum, certainly in my case, to cover my face, neck and décolleté. Um, I would say the ceramide capsules are probably the runnier of the three. Um, I always feel when I open one of those, there's so much in there. But it just means that it goes a really, really long way. So um, they are monodose, but they are generous monodoses. And one of the things all these capsules have in common is delivering potent skincare ingredients in a way that feels nice. So there's no tackiness, no stickiness. And I know that that can be a barrier for some people because I think if you're used to using moisturizers or creams and you are moving into serum categories, you you miss that feeling of quenching. But what's really nice about the formulations with all of the Elizabeth Arden capsules actually is that they are 
very silky and smooth on the skin, even though they are also then delivering, be it retinol or vitamin C in this case. I find them really easy to use. They're very easy to travel with. Um, and it's just a very simple way to incorporate vitamin C into your skincare regime in order to build up your skin's own ability to repair itself and also improve things like skin tone and clarity. As I said, I've been using them religiously since I got them. I really, really like them. I've definitely noticed that my skin looks a bit brighter. My skin has been going through a bit of turbulence recently because I was using it at the same time as testing something else. So it has been slightly red and irritated in the day, but... Um, I don't believe that it has anything to do with this particular topical ingredient because my skin has calmed down and I'm still using this. I just really, really like them. And you can buy a month supply or two months supply depending on the size that you get. And I just think, as I said, it just makes it very, very easy. So the other one that I really like, and I, when I think about it, I think this is probably the first ever dedicated vitamin C topical product that I ever started using. And it's the Super Facialist Vitamin C Plus Brighter Glow Boost Skin Serum. It's, uh, it's available on the high street. It's under £20 here in the UK. It feels really nice on the skin. It's a serum, but it's it's in a tube. It's more of a, a thin cream, I would say. And it probably has a lot to do with that feeling of being quite quenching. It has probably has a lot to do with the fact that there's quite a high hyaluronic acid component in there. So it is very quenching. But when I first started using it, I felt that my skin looked brighter be using it and I definitely it was the only thing I changed at that point we're probably talking about a year ago maybe a little bit more it was the only thing that was different in my skincare regime and I was looking in the mirror thinking oh yeah no something's definitely glowier just a subtle change but still a change nonetheless um, and as I said it's on the high street so as, as vitamin c serums go it's pretty it's relatively purse friendly Another one that's really nice, and it's a different delivery system, so it's not a topical serum, are the Nip and Fab Vitamin C Pads. So this, as I said, a different delivery system, and they take the form of pre-loaded pads that you can use morning and evening. So if you're not one for fussy layering, or you don't like... Um, you don't like massaging or you don't want to put count out drops into the palm of your hand or anything, this could be quite a good choice because you just use it on clean skin, use the pads as far as they'll go and they are pretty generous. Use whatever you're, else you're using over the top, whatever is in your AM and whatever is in your PM and away you go. You've already incorporated vitamin C into the cocktail, which is rather nice. A gorgeous serum actually is the Ulla Henriksen Truth Serum. I just love the name, Truth Serum. Um, and Ula is a skin cosmetician and um, UK-based listeners might remember that the brand actually left the UK for a short spell but returned earlier this year in January to Boots. Um, and this ser serum contains powerful vitamin C, but it's also got orange and green tea extract. So if you, which just means that it's brightening and um, again, more antioxidant benefit. And actually... If you like fragrance in your skincare or if you don't mind fragrance in your skincare, then this actually smells really deliciously citrusy, just to hammer home the point that it does have vitamin C in it. But it's again, it's another really nice one to use. And then finally, I do think another one that should be on your radar is the Pixie Vitamin C Serum. And the reason why I think this one should be on your radar is because... It, well, it's another favourite, but it's a skincare tag team of vitamin C and ferulic acid. 
And ferulic acid is another highly potent antioxidant that's often paired with vitamin C in skincare because it's such a powerful and effective combo. So if your concern is perhaps sun damage or mild pigmentation, if your skin tone is an issue, then this might be the vitamin C to look at first. This might be the one to think, okay, well, I know I've got my two very powerful antioxidants in there, so I'm going to give that a go. And it is a good one if you're starting with, you can obviously take a picture on day one, use it every day and then take a picture um, and see how things are looking if you have specific concerns. And I think that's a good rule of thumb with any new skincare anyway, is take a picture, take a selfie in natural light and try and so you have a baseline and then look at it 30 days later or at the end of the bottle or tube or whatever it might be. So those are my five vitamin C's that I think should be on your radar. And I hope that Dr. Dendi Engelman's explanation of vitamin C within skincare was also really, really helpful. So I hope that overall you found this episode useful. And of course, all the links are in the show notes, which can be found wherever you have downloaded or streamed this episode. While you're there, please don't forget to subscribe. That way you'll never miss a show. Um, and although I do publish on Wednesdays and Sundays, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not averse to occasionally... Um, popping a surprise episode into the schedule like um a pod a day in may um so if you subscribe you'll never miss a, a notification and if you do get the option while you're there i would be so grateful if you could leave a five star review for the show it does help a podcast like mine stand out on the massive podcast platforms that are out there thank you so much for listening it's been a pleasure to have your company stay well and i'll see you on the next one